Hello, everyone. This is John Burgos, and I want to welcome you to today's really special edition of Beyond the Ordinary Show. Um, and I say it's really special because it's, gosh, you, you just, you know when you're sitting with someone and your heart just naturally starts to expand that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And there's no one or nothing else that seems to take that attention away. Um, and there's an energy exchange that's happening. There's this beautiful communication. And it's always two ways. And that's what makes it so phenomenal. Because if it's just receiving, that's one thing. But when you know it's constructive and you can feel in your heart that it's expanding everyone who is involved in that interaction, then you're really hitting that golden means, that thread that really expands and allows you to receive something that's beyond your normal flow and relax into it and take it forward in a new way that's going to serve you really for as long as you live. Because once it's there, it can never be taken away in that expansion. Um, and tonight's guest, Lee Harris, has a way of doing that just by his presence, just by being. And that's why I'm so excited to have him on the show today. Um, Lee today is going to talk to us about a topic that I know is going to be near and dear to so many of us on the call, actually all of us. Um, because it's what we've all been stepping into. It's what we've all known of ourselves in some way or another. Um, some of us claim it more than others. Some of us know it in our heart and our being. And others are just waking up to the possibilities. But I can tell you that it's in each and every one of us. We have it all within, or, or else you wouldn't be on this platform. You wouldn't be on this call today. Um, or resonating towards this type of work. And again, Lee's going to be talking about the rise of the light workers thriving in tumultuous times. And yes, every single one of you, you are a light worker. Um, and I'm so excited to get into this. So Lee is also going to take us through a guided meditation at the end of the call that he's going to channel. And he asked me if I'm okay with him channeling. It's like, God, yes, please do. Um, because I know the energy that comes through. And again, when we get this type of energy coming from someone like Lee, um, it's something that you definitely owe yourself to hang out for um, for the cause. We'll do that more towards the end of today's call. And then Lee's also going to take live Q&A. So if you want to ask your personal question, if you've called in on the phone line, press star 2 on your phone. It'll raise your hand on my side so I can see that you want to ask your personal question. Or you can type your question into the webcast page as well. Excuse me, webcast page as well. There you go. Stumbling my words. Um, and with that, I want to get started. So Lee's going to talk to us about how to recognize that, you know, that this is the time you were born for. Again, this time of the rise of the light workers, And we're going to get into all types of conversations and the energy of expanding that within us. And for any of you um, who may not be familiar with Lee Harris's work, let me tell you a little bit about him. So Lee Harris is a transformational teacher at the New Frontier bringing uncommon insight, warmth, humor, and possibility to audiences around the world. There is weekly energy updates, books and audio programs, and live events. People everywhere are waking up, rekindling hope, and remembering the purpose of their lives. Lee's gift is helping to cut through the noise of the world to access the quiet, empowering truth of yourself. And with that, Lee, I want to welcome you to today's show. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. It's a thrill to be with uh, with all of you. We're 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 alive. We're live, and we're light workers. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so as light workers, what would you? What's your definition of a light worker, Lee? My definition of a light worker is 
somebody who is serving the light. And to me, the light is qualities of love, compassion, service to humanity, the planet, the environment. So what I love about light workers is they could be anybody. A light worker doesn't necessarily have to be spiritually inclined. You know, there are some amazing light worker Christians. There are some amazing people who would say they're atheists, but are the kind of people who are on their street willing to help their neighbors if their neighbors need something or creating a community spirit by being the first person to smile at a stranger on the street. So a light worker is really someone who is helping to focus and elevate qualities of love or light for others. And what's really important to remember is that that doesn't mean that you're always having a good day. You know, we're all human. And so I think sometimes people go, well, I think I'm a light worker, but I've still got this issue that I'm working on. And I always say, well, welcome to, you know, our human journey that we're all going through expansive experiences on our own healing journey. But a light worker tends to come back to the desire to want to help or serve others, the planet, or the environment. Hmm. That's beautiful, eh? And I just had this conversation with a guest last week that was on the show, and it's, and it's so important because I am finding such amazing talent for the show, for like so many people that I want to host because so many people are waking up with these gifts and they want to share it. They're building platforms. They're out there in social media, and they're gaining these vast audiences of people that are thirsty for this knowledge, um, thirsty for waking up to the light working within them. Why do you think there's been such a surge of people coming out that are, quote, unquote, experts in the field and, and have the capacity uh, to bring their energy and help others expand in the way that we're expanding? Because of the amount of people who are required to deliver the message in so many different ways, so many different voices, just mirrors the amount of people on the planet who are becoming more conscious. So, you know, you could have 40 different uh, speakers or leaders in their field that will then go and amplify, energize, or ignite the 400 million people on the planet. And, and that's just how it works. I remember in 2004 when I first started doing readings for people, sessions, um, and that was 13 years ago now. I remember this prediction that um, 2012 and beyond will be a very abundant time for healers. And to me, abundant isn't just a financial thing, even though I know it's often seen that way. To me, abundance is when you're really in the flow in your life and you feel open and you're in the flow of what you're here to do. You're in the flow of giving and the flow of receiving. And everything is just on fire for you. That, to me, is, is the abundant state. And that fire can be very peaceful, too. It doesn't have to be a wanting fire or a desiring fire. It's just the fire of being able to say, I'm alive and I'm most grateful that I'm alive today and the challenges I have or the areas that may not feel as open as I'd like them to be, they're going to open, they're going to come. So it's interesting now to be in this position in 2017 and, and see how many different voices there are for consciousness and also how the internet has really facilitated that because people can now find what they need or what they want in so many different ways, whereas certainly when I was growing up, and I'm 40 now, I grew up with the more mainstream media world where information was channeled through a few set television channels, a few set published authors, and now it's, the field is wide open. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And again, people are definitely taking advantage of it and growing our own communities with it. Um, what do you think are the biggest? Okay, I'll say it and then I'll rephrase it. Challenges slash opportunities um, that people that are waking up or acknowledging um, this opportunity to expand into the light workers that they are are. So from from my perspective, for me personally, and for a lot of the people that I work with, it's finding a way to embrace and then open beyond suffering. I think one of the biggest challenges for people who awaken is it's very easy to experience the visions that you can get, the sense that there are synchronicities, the flow, and you get a taste for that or you get a first few experiences of that and it feels wonderful. But there will also be a very fast flush through your system of any emotions that you've been holding or thoughts that you were holding and the link between the two that really need to go, that really need to leave you. It's almost like you get accelerated. That's probably the best way I could describe it. So let's say you're 30 years old and, you know, you've progressed since you were 20, but there has been a steady pace. Suddenly you hit a level of awakening or an experience of awakening and it's like from 30 to 31, you could go through that same arc of growth inside yourself. It doesn't necessarily mean that your outside world will change in as many ways as your outside world changed in the prior 10 years, but your inside world will start to move at lightning speed. So your emotions can come up very strongly in good ways and in challenging ways. And you need to really develop a practice or a core balance for yourself as to how to deal with this new, more vulnerable and raw yet powerful you that emerges. And it is a powerful you that's emerging. And I want to ask you a question about that in a second. But what, what, before I get into that, what are some of the tools that you use or recommend to people that follow you to ground into this energy to get um, to use those tools so that, again, we can start embracing those emotions um, and those energies that are coming up for us? One of the things that happens when we awaken is we start to break away from some of the shared emotions that we had with others. When you're more unconscious about your life and about how you're composed and you haven't necessarily, if you, for want of a better term, activated your own soul in a bigger way, you know, you're still quite a lot like your mother and you're quite a lot like your best friend and you're quite a lot like your partner and that been the way that you've been moving, all of a sudden you awaken and something inside you really asks you to feel and see and experience yourself in a very deep way. So that can look like, for example, suddenly you just completely want to change career direction and you'll know that your soul has become activated because it will scare a lot of the people around you. Suddenly the people who are closest to you won't quite recognize you for a moment or they won't quite know where this impulse is coming from. And that's awakening. And awakening is contagious, but it only tends to work when somebody's ready for it. So let's say that happens to you. Then you're really going to go through this experience of letting go of the enmeshed energies with your mother, letting go of the enmeshed energies with your partner, letting go of the enmeshed energies with your friend. It might mean you need to set some boundaries in the relationship. It might mean you need some more time. It might mean that there's something that you never said 
about an experience that the two of you had a few years ago that was difficult that you suddenly need to say. And it's not that any of those people in your life are wrong. It's just that all of a sudden this fire has ignited inside you and you need to find a new way to navigate it. So the initial things that you need to do in that kind of stage can be quite extreme. You know, some people will feel like they withdraw from their everyday life for a few months at a time and that they just want to spend time alone or they want to be creative or they can't see some of their same friends for a few days, a few weeks, a few months. It, it can vary from person to person, but the initial awakening stages can feel quite extreme. And it's very important in those stages to really look after your body as much as possible. So, of course, you have many people who will rave about, um, you know, a plant-based diet or other people who will rave about doing a very intense yoga program. And for those people, leaning into those things work. But for most people, it's not always those extremes that are going to help them. It's going to be things like taking time alone. This is difficult. I, I get it. If you're a parent um, or you have a very busy home life or you're a carer for somebody, but taking time alone doesn't have to mean going away for a week. It can literally be taking 10 minutes a day where you find a way to disappear from your dependence or you find a way to just go down to the end of the garden, sit with a tree in silence, put your hand on the tree, take a moment to look out of your window and connect with nature if you can't get outside or you don't have a garden. There are things that we can do that can be quite small and subtle. But being alone is a very important one, especially if you're somebody who has been very enmeshed in helping people and you're of service. It might feel counterintuitive at first because you think, oh my God, I'm, I thought I was a helpful person and what the hell's happening to me because all of a sudden I don't want to help anybody and I always say that stage will pass, don't worry. You will still come back as exactly the same person you were before but in that initial stage of awakening, you're going to need to nourish yourself a little bit more and to experience this fire inside you without necessarily having to temper it down because of other people in your life that it's a little too much for or to explain yourself because of it. So time alone is very important. A very big one for the nervous system, if you find that your nervous system is over-amplified, is water. And the Zs, my guides, they, they said that to me many, many years ago. They said that if you can shower or get in a pool or a body of water, it resets the electrical nervous system, especially if you can get your head wet. Um, that That's going to help your mind and all of its electrical circuitry just essentially break for a moment. So things like using water, being in nature, taking short periods of time alone. Journaling is very powerful when you're going through a lot of changes or intending to bring a different life towards yourself because we, when we write our thoughts and our intentions down, we actually get them out of the body, out of the vision state, and we birth them in grounded reality for the first time, which does two things. You tell the universe, hey universe, I want to move to Kauai in the next 12 months. You don't really know how you're going to do it, but you write it down as an affirmation. And then you and the universe will figure out the details together. But secondly, your conscious mind then gets to see that written down on the page. And it does something to you when you see it reflected. So I've, I've met some people who say, oh, I, I don't need to write things down. I just vision it. And if that works for you and you're very powerful with that, then great. But for most of us, and myself included, 
It's the act of bringing the words out of my visionary energy and onto the physical page, seeing them reflected in, in physical grounded presence that will actually help accelerate bringing them to me. And then, of course, you know, there are many things that I think are just good for all of us, but creativity, making sure that you're expressing yourself, learning new things is always a good way of dealing with an awakening. When you're through the initial overwhelm stage, it can be really good to go and learn something that you've never done before, take a class, because you get to reprogram your body and repattern your body around this new learning while you're also repatterning who you are in the world. So that can really help to just keep your energy clear and moving. So there are lots of different things that you can do, but those are some of the core ones. Um, those are fantastically. And, and <laughs> I love what you're putting out there because I've gone through the experiences also. And, yeah, imagine if Van Gogh or Picasso had not put their in, what was in their imagination onto a canvas and put it out into the world for that communication to take place and more people to resonate with it. So it's something that I like talking about, and I love that you talk about putting it down and, and putting that creative flow in different forms to um, allow it to keep um, singing with the universe, if you will. Um, but the whole part about having alone time, this came up big for me um, in this last year, Lee, and I knew I needed to take alone time. And I forced myself into that because of various situations. Um, but the initial thoughts when I was landing into that space, where I was actually taking real time alone. I was talking months at a time. Um, it initially scared me because I'm so used to giving and having that interaction. And I, I deemed a lot of my self-worth on how much I gave. Mm-hmm. And so to take that time to be alone was really nervous-making for me. And to be honest with you, it lasted about 15 minutes, and the second I landed it, I was – well, let me take that back. It lasted 15 minutes after I got into alone time to realize how nourishing it was for me. But the whole anticipation yeah. of that alone time and, and, and to take it and to really change up the way that I I had interactions with people was really scary for me love that you're bringing this up because I think that's you're hitting the nail on the head for, for what will scare a lot of people and I think you know occasionally sometimes you can be stuck in a role of helping or serving others and you haven't really noticed it but for most light workers and, and conscious people I think most people will be aware of that element in them but but the other thing that is true about this is when you have been giving out giving out giving out interacting 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 when you do stop, I think there is sometimes a misbelief that it's going to be easy, and it, it won't be usually until you learn to go in and out of the ebb and flow of now I'm giving, now I'm with people, now I'm not, which eventually we do learn. You know, the more we give ourselves alone time, the more we start to enjoy dancing between the states. But when it's foreign to you or when you've really, let's say, worked hard for a long time or been social for a very long time without much as a sensitive person, what first happens when you give yourself the alone time is it's like you have to go through an airlock where you shake off everybody's energy field and usually that can show up as depression, anxiety, fear, because what you're doing is now that everything has quietened down, your overstimulated nervous system starts to unpack itself. And as it first unpacks the crust that has gathered around the edge of your energy field, it shows you 
exactly what was neglected either in you during that period and or what you picked up on while you were illuminating others or giving to others. And I think it's a really important thing to discuss because I know most light workers come from a humble place, so they don't necessarily, you know, I think it's very important when you're a light worker. Very occasionally I'll meet light workers who tell me that they're saving the planet single-handedly, and I always remind them, well, we're a collective, and number one, you, you, you simply can't do that, and number two, why would you want to? But most of the time you meet light workers who understand, okay, today I'm a warrior for the light, but tomorrow I'm going to need to just lie down in a quiet place by myself and sift through and detox myself to get myself back to that place that you mentioned, John, where it becomes really nourishing to kind of go into that um, that space. And I remember when I used to do my uh, energy mastery retreats, these three-day retreats, when I first started doing them, or even if I do like a one-day workshop with people, there would always be that feeling at the end as, as you're saying goodbye of, oh, I'm going to miss them, and we're going to miss each other, and this was pretty special. And, and I still always feel beautifully emotional at the end of a workshop around the connection with the people but I've now learned and now I need to be quiet for a couple of days to integrate this and and, and that dance between the states is so good for your chi it really gives you a life force energy and you start to get really good at recognizing oh, okay now I need some quiet time yeah that's really wonderful and, and such great advice especially when all the energies that are rambling around lately, and that's something that I want to turn back around on and ask you, what is going on with the energies the last few weeks? Um, and again, I talk to so many speakers and we have personal conversations and other friends that are um, really of service and really putting their light work out in, in the general public, but the conversations are, it's a lot of drained energy, a lot of um, repatterning, um, a lot of anger and frustration coming up, um, but in a different way, not like in the old way, but there's like this fiery um, energy that seems to be um, being stimulated in so many of us. A lot of light workers are giving themselves permission to be human, which for many years they didn't necessarily where their own feelings or other people were concerned. And that's just the, the nature of the beast. It's part of the design of, of light workers that um, most light workers will be very good at putting their own stuff aside in order to serve the greater good of the room, that one conversation with that one person. But that's not really going to be the way of the future. Um, so it's kind of like an old generation changing of the guard around how light workers used to be designed. The new design is, no, you can be really human. You can be beautifully human and you can have a bad moment. You can let these feelings through. So that's one aspect of it. Like you, I've been shocked how many people I've spoken to have been having a really rough ride in the last few months. Um, and and it's, it's interesting because many, many years ago, the Z's said to me, uh, again, the Z's are the names of my guides who I'll channel at the end of this uh, show. Um, the Z's said to me, Oh, years and years from now, around about 2012 to 2020, the world is going to become very, very emotional. I completely misinterpreted that. <laughs> I was thrilled. I was like, oh, how great. Everybody's going to be really emotional. That will be nice. But of course, you know, and, and this, is, this is the thing with channeled messages. You know, you, because they're multidimensional in nature, you can see them a million different ways depending on the day that you interpret the information. So 
um, you know, back then in 2002 or whenever I first got that message privately, I interpreted that as solely a good thing. And now I have a greater understanding. Basically, the level of energetic, emotional, and psychological suppression that has existed in the mass consciousness is slowly but surely beginning to be released. So it doesn't mean that everywhere you you look, you see highly conscious people. We're, we're definitely not there yet. It's it's more about the fact that the emotions that were that were stuck or unprocessed or suppressed in people, external circumstances on the planet are what's required for those emotions to come out. So for a lot of light workers, one of two things are happening. If you're really heavy and really drained and really stuck and it's it's something that you're just not getting out of, really examine your circumstances with other people. Because what it means is some of the, um, how would I call it, some of the energy strands that you have running with people in your life are too heavy for you now. So you haven't necessarily upgraded some of those relationships. You haven't necessarily recognized, oh, that person that I used to spend three three hours at a time with, I now actually either need to not spend some time with them for a month or two, or I can only do an hour, and that's good for me, even though I know they would love me to stay with them all day, but I can only do an hour. So you have to start reviewing those interactions and really paying attention to your own energy field, and this is why you have to take time alone. Because, just to go back to that point, if I were to spend three days just constantly with other people, at the end of those three days I'd be drained, but I would have no idea why. I wouldn't know why, because it would just be a build-up of three days' worth of interactions. So if I make sure, and I, I mean, going back years ago, I used to book my days full, like virtually full. These days, I don't, I don't, I don't do a meeting that's back-to-back usually. I always have some time in between each interaction with a person so that I can just come back to me, so that I can be the best me when I show up for them because I've figured out what I need to move in myself in relation to the last meeting if something shows up as uncomfortable. But it doesn't mean that you're constantly, constantly hypervigilant about analyzing yourself, but just giving yourself those spaces and not filling all of your time will give you an awareness of your own state. But just to jump back to your question about what's going on, the first piece is that some people who are feeling really heavy, really drained, they need to make some changes in their circumstance. And the second point is, and this is a bigger theme for all of us, but the truer theme, if you like, on a collective level, as this stuff comes out of everybody around us, it's, it's like light workers are being fired from their old job. And their old job was to hold the emotion for the room. So imagine light workers have been like lighting touch paper around people for years and years and years, trying to encourage the emotion out, trying to let the release valve happen. And all of a sudden, without them expecting it necessarily, people are beginning to pop left, right, and center. And now the light worker has to get away because the light worker's job was not to be in the center of those emotions with people. It was to offer space and an energy field or a frequency that let other people exhale. Well, people are exhaling in a really big way, so now the light worker has to take a few steps further back. So for some people, they're not used to letting go of the old role yet, and so there's a certain confusion in that. But for all of us, there's also a level of, wow, there is 
an asteroid field of collective emotion going on that none of us have ever experienced before. So I need to learn to, uh, you know, using a Star Wars reference, I need to really learn to fly the Millennium Falcon in a different way now. I've never had to fly through this many asteroids before. I've never had to navigate this much energy before and look after myself. So it's a twofold experience. But what I will say, if you are listening to this call and you're like, oh, Jesus, Lee, I'm, I'm just, it's been months and months of just struggle, it's really time for you to get back in the magic of intentions in your life. I, I know what it's like to be hellishly depressed. I've been there a couple of times in my life where you just don't want to get off the floor. You don't want to go and exercise, and so you don't. But what I will tell you is if you're really struggling that much, just get a piece of paper, get a pen, and write down for yourself what it is you wish to bring into your life. So if it is that you wish to get your light back, because you trust that if you get your light back, you'll start making the right decisions and choices, just write on a sheet of paper, I am open to my light returning and angelic help bringing me back to life. I am open to being on this planet. Because what happens when we get into those states is, we tend to not want to be here. And so if that's where you're at, use the power of intention and write something down. And even if as soon as you've written it down, all you want to do is shut the curtains, put a rerun of Golden Girls on and eat too many donuts, don't worry. You wrote the intention <laughs> down. Let the intention do the work. Just just do that one thing. If you're feeling like you're a victim right now, just just give me one minute of your time and then you can go back to being a victim. But in that one minute of your time, just one minute, write down on a sheet of paper the direction you want to go in rather than the state you're in now that you're not enjoying. Oh, beautiful. Great advice on that, Lee. And b before I start getting into Q&A, because I want to start that in a second, I, I want to continue just a little bit on this conversation because what I felt personally also that for me the frustration that's been coming up, especially over the last week, um, it feels like there's old strings that um, – it's like that rubber band effect, and they, it's like I'm, it feels like some of it's trying to pull me back or I'm feeling into some of the pullback as part of the release to move forward. And the frustration, it's like it's, I thought I was done with that. I thought I could move forward where these energies are still coming in <laughs> that are trying to, to hold me back, right? You laugh. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you, brother. I mean, yeah. it's so funny because I love it because you're, you're saying that voice that we've all heard in our own head or that we've heard from our, you know, spiritually or conscious friends. And... Um, and, and I think I think it's a really so in your case, John, I'm right in guessing that you are trying to move forward and do some big or bigger things right now, yes? Oh absolutely, yes. So of course all that stuff is gonna come up. That's part of the principle and you know the principle of when we're energy stretching. So it's a it's a great thing for you to notice that that's coming up because essentially what you're doing is just saying, Okay, I have a 12-story building right now, and I want to add five floors so that I become a 17-story building. So, you know, you're trying to add several new penthouses to your experience of life and what you're offering to other people. So you have to go down to the basement and A, check that it's sound, B, check that it's ready for five more floors, and C, see what needs to be cleared out of the building in the lower floors so that you can keep building on the top. And that's, that's how it works for all of us. So, for example... 
you know, if, if you've written an intention on that sheet, when I spoke to you a moment ago, maybe your big crisis is money. If you write an intention on that sheet where you go, I will be financially abundant within the next year, or I will be financially in flow within the next year, because right now, let's say you're in scarcity or you're, you're, you're up against it. As you take that journey towards abundance, there will be money fears, insecurities, self-doubt. It will all rise in you because your current circumstance wouldn't be what it was if those emotions, thoughts, or beliefs weren't in the makeup of your energy field because our energy field creates for us the outer reality. So if I just go, you know, that's me talking about the energetics. Now, if I just talk as a human for a minute, I absolutely get it. I have the same thing. It's like as I'm going, okay, great, I'm going to expand over here. You can bet that I'm going to go through something on the way there. The trick for me is how do I deal with, with the way I go through something? You know, I used to I used to just find that state very heavy or it wasn't the state I desired. But what I've learned is if I'm having negative self-talk, I have to reprogram that self-talk with something else. So let's say my self-talk is, Lee, you're absolutely not capable of creating that next project that you want to create for people. You just don't have it in you. You don't, you're not as good as um, Caroline Miss. You're not as good as Don Miguel Ruiz. You should just give up because everyone else has already done it. Now, if, if that's my thought, which in my circumstance it could be when I'm intimidated by something I'm trying to do that's, that's beyond what I've done before, then I have to replace that. If I let those words be the last words I hear, I'm done. If I decide when I notice those words are there that I have to say something else out loud, it would be something like this. I would say, Lee, this is going to be a great stretch for you and you can absolutely accomplish it. You've got this. Now, I may not believe it when I say those words the first few times because obviously what's dominant is my fear. But in order to... Make in order to break a pattern, you have to make a pattern. So I can't just wish away my self-doubt or hope that my self-doubt will disappear without me bringing some action that will help my self-doubt disappear. So I have to start creating good self-parenting affirmations to answer every negative self-talk that I hear in my head. So if I have a negative sentence in my head, I have to then create a positive one and say it out loud and practice doing that enough times that gradually my energy will start to shift. So whenever any of us are trying to bring something new in, you, we should expect it to be emotional. And that's something that it took me years to learn. But, um, but what I started to do was recognize, okay, support yourself. This is a stretch for you. Okay, you need to stop for a moment. You just need to take a day off. This is intense. Write a few things down. Get help from a friend. Ask for support energetically. You know, there are lots of things we can do, but often we feel like we've got to do it all ourselves. And whenever you're going through a big growth period like that, it's really important to lean on the friends, the tools, the recordings, the experiences that help put you back into a centered place because we are clearing trauma from our body as we're doing that. And so it's important when you're going through an emotional stretch to not just think you should be able to overcome it, to recognize, oh, wow, this is bringing up a lot of fear for me. Well, if I was the parent of myself, how would I help my child if I could see they were afraid? I would try and create a scenario for them to open out beyond their fear. So that's what you have to do with yourself. It's, it's about us being very loving with our own wounds as we notice them 
in the same way that we would want to be loving with the wounds of our loved ones or the collective. And, and that's a, a learning wheel for all of us because we have a lot of wounding coming up in the collective and therefore in our own selves right now in a big way. Mm, that's beautiful, and, and thank you for those insights and, and for sharing all that. And I think a big part of it also, because, again, many of us get caught up in feeling stuck sometimes, and we don't know why we're stuck. It's a big blind spot. But even asking the question, what is it that I'm afraid of, I think really starts opening up the conversation as to why the flow is in moving in either direction. Because, again, that inertia sometimes Hence up a lot of the frustration and confusion that we get in that, you know, quote-unquote stuckness energy. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. Just before we um, spoke today, John, we were, you and I just had a brief chat, and, and we talked about how, as a visionary, you can have many ideas, um, but you, yeah. how do you execute them all, especially when you're overflowing with creativity? And I think one thing that definitely happens that is, is part of, what I would call the heart of awakening for all of us, it's how do we bridge the spiritual and the human realms? Because if you don't bridge them, they're never really grounding and landing. So I know many people who would rather just live in the spiritual realm all the time. I know other people who do not want to go near the spiritual realm and only want to be on the ground, whereas the sweet spot for most people really is right in the middle. And the the tricky thing is that Spirit does not know linear time the way that the human body does. And it, it certainly doesn't know the slowness of time the way that the human does. So spirit and your visionary mind is timeless and it's multidimensional and it's endless and everything is possible. But actually the truth is when you're a creator, you're not just going through your own slowdown. Um, you know, you're going through the slowdown of the collective. So for example, John, let's, let's use you as an example. Let's say you're trying to create this book right now that you could see could also be other things. It's a book and it's going to be a program for people and, and you, you know so passionately this is going to change people's lives. But it's really annoying you because you've been trying to do it for 18 months and every time you, you, you get somewhere with it, suddenly the energy stops again. So you start beating yourself up thinking, God, what's wrong with me? Am I not ready? Am I not capable? Am I deluded? Whereas the truth is, the minute you had the vision of that book and you decided to put your energy behind it, universally the audience is already getting ready. Of course, they don't know they're getting ready, but universally the people who are going to collide with that book, that work, everything that you're bringing, they are already lining up to be on the destiny path of that work. So sometimes as the author or creator, especially when you're creating something that will serve people especially like in your case, John, where you already have a group of people that you serve, it's not just about you, the creator. It's about, is everybody else ready for the creation? Is it the creation's time? Would the creation make even more of an impact at the end of 2018 than your desired deadline date at the end of 2017? So it's very interesting how we're really called to continually trust and Sometimes we get in the driving seat as a creator, but the universe will kind of go, okay, out of the driving seat now. Sometimes it's because we need to process something, but other times it's because we have to trust that we're supposed to walk away from it for a while and that we will, we will get called back to it at the right time for us and for everybody. And it's, it's, you know, that's a tricky one for us, but that really helps us let go of attachment and live in a new way as a human being. 
Right, and allow magic and synchronicity to really flow in different ways. So, yeah, it's part of the uh, trust, but I think it's also part of the adventure and the wonder that we get to live in if we want to embrace mm-hmm. it that way, uh, which is mm-hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Lee. It, yeah, I don't, it, I don't know uh, many peaceful creators, by the way. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know many peaceful creators. I know many creators who are peaceful people, but I don't know many creators who don't go through some kind of emotional journey with what they're creating, and um, I think that's part of the joy of it. Uh, for, and I say that slightly masochistically because I've been a creator since I was a kid, and I've definitely had my times where I'm, you know, where I'm, upset that it isn't flowing or I'm annoyed because, you know, it was going so well and all of a sudden it isn't. But, you know, I've, I, I guess the older you get and the more you are, the more you go with that journey, the more you, the more you let the act of creation evolve as well as what you're creating. And I, th- I think that's the real gift for a creator. The world might look at uh, a great artist's work over the course of their life and say, oh, wow, by the time she was 70, she was really doing incredibly new things. But, you know, I would really love to sit down with her and ask her what the process was like for her when she was 70 versus when she was 20, because that would interest me. You know, I would read that book. I would, I would love to hear her perspective on, yes, the outside work changed, and everybody could see that, but what was going on inside for her, and how did painting at 20 differ to when she was creating paintings at 70? So. That's a great insight. And, and wow, how wonderful it is to be human that we actually get to come here and have those sensual experiences. Um, and I truly think that that's why we incarnated in physical form, uh, to experience the, the vast range of our sensuality. So it's so beautiful. Um, Lee, I've and if got I, if to I may, John, okay, go for it. Okay, go. <laughs> no, after you, please. Well, there was, well, there was just one quick thing because it's so, it's, draws right back to where you started us, really. Um, that's the other thing about light workers. Light workers are very good at passing on to other people exactly what you just described, that this can be a essential journey, this can be a, live, a, a very alive journey. Um, we're at a time when more and more light workers are connecting with like-minded souls than ever before. So a lot of the isolation that used to be the demarcation of the light workers, you know, psyche, it's like, oh, well, I'm alone, I'm a lighthouse, there aren't many like me around here. There's a real contract break around that, and it's been going on for a couple of years. So more and more people should be finding their tribes now, which will actually not only feel good to you personally, but it will make your ability to light others up even stronger. Because if you're around, you know, 10 depressed people for three days, you're going to feel very differently to if you're around 10 people who aren't depressed or even more so 10 people who are really lit up with life. Energy is contagious. So it's really important that you get the balance of energies, not just in yourself, but in your external life right for you too so that you can show up and continue to be evolving and giving in the way that works for you rather than feeling, oh God, I've got to stay with all these depressed people because they haven't got anyone else. Someone else will come and take over from you. That's how the universe works. Someone else will step in and or a few of those depressed people might find their own way to elevate when you're not there to be the elevation for them. So that just felt like an important sidebar that you, um, in, in a way, I feel like you led us to. I love it. And I've heard that a similar message to that. I think this is the third time. So thank you for helping me lock it in. And it's so important because there is someone to step in 
and take over. We don't have to bound ourselves back. We don't have to hold back in martyrdom and sacrifice or in excuses and fear of not to move forward. Um, Definitely. So it lets us off That's the hook a, in so many ways. It's a lesson for all of us. Yeah, so beautiful. All right, guys, I, I have to jump into Q&A. Um, and I mm-hmm. promise to take calls, guys, but we have to go through Lee's special offer before we do that because we're almost at the top of the hour. Not that we ended an hour, um, but if anyone has to jump off early, this program that's offered by Lee that he and um, his group put together for us, it's it's something that I highly recommend. I love the energy that Lee's bringing in, and it's um, talk about community and what it means to be in the energy that's going to help raise your vibration. Um, and I know, Lee, I know you're feeling it on the call today. Everybody that's listening, um, and write in your comments, please, um, as we share in this uplifting energy. But this is going to take you even further into it. So I want to really give the attention and time um, to this offer so that you guys can experience going deeper into that phase coherence, that resonance, uh, that helps to elevate you into that energy that's going to support you and beyond. So um, take a few minutes as you follow along with Lee as he describes um, this package for us, and you can follow along by clicking on the special offer button on the website page where you're listening to the call from, right underneath the Lee's handsome picture. Or you can also go to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Lee and the number 12, Lee 12, and it'll take you to that same website page. And, Lee, if you would lead us through um, – these offerings that are on here that would be wonderful sure um so radical basically what we wanted to do was really uh create with the package a real overview of many different themes that light workers need to rise um, and also some of the different modalities so for example some of this material is channeled some of it is sound healing um, i work with great sound healers and i also sing myself so there is some musical offerings and also energy intuition and energy teachings. So it's, it's kind of a, a hybrid package. Um, so radical expression is the first one up, and that really is about how do you find your voice? How do you find your voice in relationships with people? And how do you navigate difficult conversations where perhaps there is a script that you have with your mom? Perhaps you know you go home and see your mom, and let's say your mom uh, always puts you down in a certain way and you've just kind of suffered through that for a long time. Radical Expression talks to you about the energy underneath that and how to overcome it, but also gives some practical examples as to how you can change the script and how you can, in a, in a peaceful way, non-conflict way, challenge some of the voices in your life that send energy through their words that isn't pleasing to you or is difficult for you, and also find a way to express yourself in a peaceful way. So radical expression has many different aspects to it. There's also quite a bit of humor in that recording, um, but it's really about you finding a way to radically express yourself in life that's true to you and that will cause a huge impact in your outer world. Okay, and then we have the freedom exercises. Yeah, the the freedom exercises is something um, I created with author and channeler Story Waters um, back in the late 2000s, but it's one of those things that people still talk to me about. Um, It's really a very, very metaphysical recording, and it's a set of six MP3s, and it's all about going through awakening and encountering five healing stages. The first MP3 is called Release, 
second is called trust the third is called open then there are there are, there are two mp3s for receive it's it's a double uh, whammy because receiving is an important one for uh, light workers and then the final is called awaken and as you go through each of those mp3s you'll have experiences around those themes that sometimes are channeled sometimes are asking you to visualize and change your own energy pattern through the way that you're approaching the material so it's a very interactive six mp3 set and um people have really 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 radically uh, um had had really profound feedback about that that set which is why we decided to put it in mm. this is also relevant um, i'm loving this yeah 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 um the mastery of freedom is the next which was originally a four four part online class um, and that happened, uh, again, it was the late 2000s. It was just after Freedom Exercises, but it's a companion to the Freedom Exercises. So if you want to bring more freedom into your life or understand some of the processes that we were talking about earlier on the call, so what do you go through when you're trying to bring change into your life? What do you go through emotionally, psychologically? How do you navigate it? So the four classes, the titles are Release to Expand, trust to commit, open to receive, and awaken to loving life. And again, that's another six-hour set. So between the freedom exercises and the mastery of freedom, you have two audio programs, um, 12 hours in total. And they're a real alchemical, metaphysical journey for your energy body and your soul. So they're a really interesting, um, a really interesting piece of inner work for you. Then we come to Adventures in Sound, which is sound healing. So this is a piece of, well, it's, it's, it's two different uh, ways you can approach this. It's approximately 35 minutes uh, that is a guided journey through listening to pieces that I created with my voice, different layers of, of my own voice that are used in a very shamanic way so that what you're listening to should transport you to other times in your life, other dimensions, and you can use it in two ways. You can either take the 30-minute guided journey where I speak to you in between and encourage you to focus on certain things, experience certain things that will open up your chakras, or we also, in that pack, provide the MP3s just purely as the music. So you could just play the one five-minute track or the one ten-minute track and just use it as audio, which is how a lot of people um, say that they do use it. And that was something um, that was very, very popular when, when it was released a couple of years ago and something I love to do. It's, it's a way of taking energy without words to have the same experience. Now, the next one is Activate Your Abundance, which I, it, it's actually probably been the most popular recording of mine in the last 18 months. We, we released it, I think, I think about 18 months ago or maybe a little less. And it's one that many people report has caused great shifts for them around their own experience of abundance. With all of my Activate series, I have original music composed by Devor Bozik, and we work together um, to create something that's not just a meditation with backing music per se, but actually an interactive musical experience. And you'll see that there are moments where uh, the music comes without the voice so that you have time to sit and consider what's being asked of you 
Uh, there are spaces where you're given affirmations to repeat over the music with the music. Um, and I've heard from some people they've used it time and time again and have, have had really big shifts with it. So that's Activate Your Abundance. And then we have The Angel Behind You. Um, the Angel Behind You is really about discovering connection in your life and connection as the key to being fully alive, but also really connecting with your own guides, your own angels, the angelic presences that are always around you. This was a channel that was delivered in Norway and again, there's fully original music accompanying, uh, the, the, accompanying the channel. And really, if you want to get more in touch with your own angelic team, your own guides, and to always feel the presence of your guides with you, then the angel behind you is a great one for that. And I remember the other big theme of the angel behind you is self-judgment, how to overcome self-judgment. It really focuses on how when we agree to continue to judge ourselves, we trap our development, we trap our openness. So if any of you listening are now in horror because you think, oh my God, that's me, you know, even if you even if you don't get the package today, bear in mind what I said earlier, self-judgment can be reversed by creating a different sentence in your mind and repeating it aloud and practicing because eventually when you practice that enough times, and you know, this this could happen within one or two weeks of practicing it, you will create a shift because the pattern won't be allowed to continue. So the angel behind you deals with your own angelic guides and connecting you, you with them and also the release of self-judgment. And then finally, we have Own Your Heart Energy. And uh, John, you'll appreciate this one. This was recorded in Kauai last November. Um, nice. And it was great. You know, um, sound healer John Dumas was with us for part of our Soul Magic Retreat in Kauai, and he's wonderful. And he played a Native American flute throughout this. And this was recorded outside in the moonlight, right by the ocean, on the grass in front of our building where our group was housed. It was just a stunning evening. Um, and really, Own Your Heart Energy is all about how our heart energy is such a source of power for us. And we have to be very mindful of the interactions we have with others. So, for example, as has come up on today's call, lightworkers need to understand how to really harness their own heart energy without getting enmeshed in the heart energy of others that is no longer serving them. Now, ultimately, as far as I'm concerned, when we've mastered this to a certain level, we will be able to be open with more people than ever before, more of the time. But there are stages that we go through to really develop that. And Own Your Heart Energy is a real guide to how you really get to be with yourself, identify the energy of others, notice when you've lost your own heart to others. So Own Your Heart Energy is is all about that. And the, in it, disease also reveal how the heart energy of Kauai exists everywhere across the planet and it's in everyone and everything. So that was a really beautiful recording and, and experience for everybody. And again, that came out a couple of months ago and um, people have given us really wonderful feedback for how that's helped them with their own level of empathy, sensitivity, and being strong in it rather than feeling like a victim of it. Ah, so beautiful. And again, what an amazing package. And yeah, the energy for Kauai, if any of you have not experienced that, I, I live on the island now. And that embrace and that empowerment that comes through that, just, God, I'm feeling into just this one item. I'm feeling into all of them. Like, this is an amazing package. Uh, but even just feeling that 
heart opening and expansion that's possible in the music that you bring in and this again multi-sensory experience on each of these tracks um it's it's like youly it's it's fluid it's heart opening it's 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 relationship and the expansion that happens in that so what a wonderful reflection of you as an individual and what you bring to us um through your heart and and that sharing in in these packages um and all the other things that you do as well so uh this is excellent guys I, i'm so excited i'm purchasing this package as well um and and gonna dive deep but i highly recommend it and again you can do you can start receiving the downloads um, by adding the product page to shopping cart. It's a super easy processing in the shopping cart. A couple of steps and you'll start receiving the downloads right away. And again, to get to the special offer, Expressions of Freedom. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, you can get there by clicking on the special offer button or by going to beyondyourordinaryshow.com forward slash Lee and the number 12. Um, and once you get there, you'll notice that this is only $97, guys. And at BTO, we want to make sure that it's accessible to everyone. Um, so we provide a payment option as well, if that's something that will help facilitate um, you being able to get into this interactive energy. Again, this energy that will help you be in the resonance of that higher vibration that will help you move forward in a whole different and loving way. So. This is beautiful, Lee. Thank you and your team for putting this together. Thank you. No, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to do it. Yeah. And so, guys, with that, Lee, let's open up the phone lines and let's start taking some calls and questions from the audience if that's okay with you. Great. I would love to. Exactly. So, oh, there's so much that's going on, so many questions. Um, so I had a question that came in, and I'm actually going to find this in a second because I think it's really important for everybody. So while I'm looking for that, let's get into a live call. Um, and the first call that I want to take, let's go to um, Highstown, New Jersey. Telephone number ending in 0406. Hello, this is Pat. Hi. I want Hi. To, Welcome um, to the call. I'm just so I'm just so honored to to be connected to Lee Harris for so many years, mm. and I want to thank him for this great Aww. experience. Well, thank you. Thank likewise. Thank you, Pat. And I, I try to I, I get your messages when I need them. I always have, and I you're like an angel in my life. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. So, Pat, did you have a question for Lee? Uh, well, it's it's like a, it seems like a daily experience with this energy coming in. Sometimes I get vertigo, and it throws me off. And I'm getting it's the frequency coming in that's that's doing it. It's interesting. As soon as you started speaking, grounding comes up for me with you. Yes. And I'm curious because okay. on the one hand, you feel physically designed for grounding. Um, okay. But I also get that because you're very, um, what's the word, you have a wide radius spiritually, so you tend to be able to go quite far out. So yes, how I would describe how I would describe that, particularly from your throat upwards. So it's, it's different for different people, but your your psychic energy and your communication energy are very far-reaching, which is how some people are composed. The, the difficulty for you with that is it can, it can mean that the frequencies that you tend to run and focus on in that area of your body 
it's hard for the lower body to stabilize it if the lower body doesn't feel like it's also getting your attention. The irony is that when we really give the lower body the attention and the grounding that it needs, it, it actually just enhances our psychic experience and our ability to embody it. So for you, I feel like you're physically designed for grounding, but what would be a really good thing for you at the moment is to approach grounding in a few new ways, whether that's you know going for hikes with some people that you don't normally go. I feel like you doing things with other people is going to help you because it's easy for you to leave the ground and go into the higher and the wider realms. So it will be helpful to you with any grounding exercises to go and be around people and to choose to go into a class with other people so that you're not having to generate the will to do it all by yourself. Um, you know, I, I personally love doing classes for, for anything that's physical with, with people, and I do do that myself. And it, it's interesting how that's easier for me to stay on a rhythm with than if I go into other dimensions and forget to go for a hike that day or a walk by myself. Mm -hmm. So I think I know I, ha developing... I, told I had to walk twice today. Walking in nature uh -huh. really helps me stabilize. Well, and I, I think the reason that the people will help you is because it will also help you to feel the collective energy through their bodies while you're all doing something without you having to focus on it etherically. Meaning, you know, if you're at your home and you're picking up on all the collective, it, it can get very, um, it's almost like static. It, it builds and it builds. And so it gets yeah. a little electric for you. But when you go and you're around people, even if you're not necessarily verbally interacting with them, but you're in a dance class or you're, you know, doing something physically based mm -hmm. or focused with them, you get to experience their energy through your body without having to really focus on it. So it, it helps you get grounded with what you're feeling. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, great question. Thank you. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. It's, it seems to be happening for a lot of people, so it's so perfect. Um, yeah. I want to take this next question that's coming in from um, Christina in Hunting Beach, and it's the theme that keeps coming up. So um, I love that you write this, Christina. So Christina Tiley, in many ways, I've never felt more ready to take a leap towards those things in my personal and professional life than I have always wanted and felt very passionate about. However, it's almost like I'm stuck in a honey jar. I'm almost paralyzed when I try to make progress and end up doing the smaller things to help me move forward rather than the big leap. And I'm hopeful that I can and we'll take bigger leaps, but she wants to know if you have any suggestions for her to be able to move forward in a different way. I want to say to you, what are you scared of, Christina? Because I... I, I I feel like all you're protecting yourself from is a bigger energy. And I remember my guide said to me many years ago when I, when I had this message from them that I was going to be, my work would be reaching more people. It, it intimidated me. It made me nervous. And it made me feel a little shy and protective. And what they explained to me was they said, uh, you continuing to serve your role and letting your role expand as it's meant to will only enhance your life and some of the challenges you'll experience will far outweigh the, the challenge you would experience if you didn't let yourself go there. So that's just the pep talk, number one. But number two, what I would say to you is, you said that you're doing the small things, which is great. So now try and do some medium things. You know, don't put the pressure on yourself to do the large thing. But what I tended to see with people is that if you keep tending to the small details, 
it will gradually build a foundation. But why don't you just increase some of the bravery, some of the dares that you're, you're doing? So, for example, if there are three things that you're afraid of doing, what's the one you're least afraid of doing? And pick that one. But I would also write an intention. I would write an intention with the very specific thing that you need. You've identified you want to take some big leaps. So your intention is not, I want to take big leaps. Your intention is, I want to feel steady and confident with increasingly taking bigger steps toward my big leap. Because that's the bit that you're missing. You're saying, I know where I need to go. I'm doing the small things. I'm too scared to go there. So you go, okay, I need help with the fear. And that in itself is a great intention. I think sometimes people think with intentions they have to focus on an outcome. I use intentions for energy all of the time. I occasionally do outcomes, but most of the time I will I will write things for energetic diagnosis. So write the intention, go for some medium things. Now you've got good at the small. And if you if you trust and keep going and keep putting this effort and energy towards these smaller and medium things, gradually you'll be able to step into the larger things without such a fear. Because it's a big thing. You know, if you're climbing a big staircase, you don't want to try and jump to the top and risk falling over. You want to make sure that you take every step on the way up so that you know how to get to the top. Mm, beautiful. And I actually want to add to your question, Lee, because what I find with light workers and people in, in like communities on Beyond the Ordinary, and I'm sure your community as well, is that people tend to be so intuitive and so psychic that we tend to see 18 months, two years, five years down the line, and we want to get there because we can see it now. And sometimes Absolutely. that causes a lot of chaos and like we're not doing enough to get there fast enough. Well, yeah, I love that you bring that up because I was only thinking yesterday there were a few different things that have happened in my life now that years ago I really desired. But I remember when I desired them, they had a bit of a fantasy glow about them you know, because I, I didn't have them in my body at the time. And it, it's, 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 it's one thing to desire a certain career or a certain relationship in an abstract way from the place that you're in where you don't have them. But actually when you've stepped into those things, they actually have become very grounded in your body. So they're not necessarily, let's say, a solution to the suffering or the pain that you might want to escape through the thing that you're manifesting to try and improve your life. My point being, it won't just be that the external size of your career is what gets you to the place you want to go. It's, it's you going through all of the emotions every step of the way. So it won't be that the career solves that feeling of desire, it's that that feeling of desire is to get you to walk through the healing path, not 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 to get to the outcome, but to have the journey. That's wonderful. And that actually takes us to the beginning of the call where you were talking about true abundance and the forms that it shows up with. And again, sometimes we focus on a particular outcome that provides one level of abundance, but when it's integrated and the flow comes out and, and it's organic, the level of abundance and the different states that are possible to us really allows the opportunity to expand it to something far greater than we would have had had we gone straight for the outcome and landed there. Um, That's so true. Yeah, because we also, we're not 100% sure the outcome is going to give us what we desire underneath it. So I always say if you're manifesting for something, figure out why. And if you figure out why, let's say you're trying to manifest a fast car, because you feel like your life is too slow and you feel trapped. So a fast car is going to give you a temporary 10-minute thrill at the weekend. 
then really what you're trying to do is to feel freer in your life and like you actually have a lot more movement and flow. So by all means, manifest the fast car, but underneath, write to manifest that energy of freedom. And, you know, you'll either get the car and that will be it, or you'll get to a point where you don't need the car because you'll experience that very thing in some different ways. Oh, beautiful. That's such great advice. That's great energy that you bring through. Um, I want to I want to get into a live call in a second, but this question from Elizabeth in Cambodia um, really struck a chord for me. So Elizabeth writes, hi, Lee. What can we do about all the recent developments in the world, and how can we use our collective energetic power to change its course? That's a great question. I think it's, it's very much on a lot of our minds and hearts at the moment. It's interesting, and perhaps disease will say something about this in the closing message, because I, I, I was doing this tour across North America last year, and Aziz would do a, a short message at the evening events and a couple of messages in the one day, and they kept bringing this up. They said that you will find your place. So there were a couple of different things that they said about the world situation. They said there are some of you who are going to be absolute activists, and, and that this time will bring the activist about in you like never before, or you might find yourself becoming more activist than ever before. They said, and then there are others of you who won't feel compelled to, let's say, go on marches or uh, take the route that other people are, are taking around wanting to see change in some of the governmental systems, in some of the some of the vast imbalance that we're seeing on a planetary level that more and more people are waking up to, they said many of you are going to want to hold space for that in different ways and meditate. So I think it's two things. I think, number one, it's know your place. Some people are built to be activists. They have a real fire for it, and they're often the kind of leaders who will, say, get the rest of us who aren't activists organized in some way or to be a part of the solution in that way. But other people really are here on a planetary level, let's say, for the emotions of other people. So you may stay very quiet and focused on what it is that you feel you need to bring. And the reason that I'm saying all of this is powerlessness and fear are the two things that keep coming up for people. And disease have said there are two aspects. Number one, it's because of what we're being asked to see and respond to right in our faces on a day-to-day -day basis. And number two, they say it's collective history. So they say collective history is being processed right now as well. There is an enormous clearing and repetition around, for example, um, energies of war, energies of enslavement, energies of abuse, dictatorship, and that these things are showing up on the planet because they are a crisis healing for us at this time. So... If you feel powerless or if you feel fear about those things, there's two things you can do. You sit with the powerlessness or the fear energy in yourself and you just let it be there and you let yourself feel it as much as you can so that you come to a place in your own body where you've moved through some of those energies and you're not necessarily acting or reacting from powerless or fear, powerlessness or fear. And then secondly, as well as doing that, what do you want to do to be part of the solution at this moment? You know, there's the great quote, be the change you want to see. For some people, it might be organizing a march. But for other people, it might be sending love and compassion to the areas of the world that need it while we go through these changes, while developing something that really promotes peace, love, and well-being. I think sensitives, 
tend to be multidimensionally wired, which is why it can be such an overwhelming time because you can look to the left and go, oh my God, those people need help. You can look to the right and go, oh my God, those people need help. And you look ahead, oh my God, this issue needs my help. We can only do so much. So choose your lane and serve it as wisely as you can while also recognizing there's a traumatic wave to the nervous system going on for many people. So it might hit you from time to time. It might be that you're there to help others that it's hitting, but to, to honor that emotional dance that we're going through as well and to really give it space because nobody on the planet is getting away without going through this emotional pulse that we're all experiencing. Hmm. Ah, beautiful answer, Lee. What a great question. Thank you so much for writing that in. Um, wow. And, and again, it lets us allow and it allows us to settle into our strength, our, our rhythm, um, with what's coming up. So uh, again, what a beautiful way, um, to allow ourselves to be ourselves and, and knowing that that's more than enough. And actually it's a gift to every circumstance and every interaction that we have with anybody that we resonate with or choose or where we put their, choose to put our energy. Um, so wonderful. Lee, I'm guided to take another call before we get into um, the channel message from the Z's. Um, I'm guided to go to New Orleans, Louisiana. Telephone number ending in 9799. Hi, Lee. John, this is Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Welcome to the call. Thank you. <laughs> I'm quite surprised. Um, it was really um, a very um, interesting topic, and as usual, uh, the questions that were asked were very um, helpful for me to hear. Um, it feels like uh, it's hard to determine with all the pulses of energy that you've been talking about. Um, what is actually the pulses of energy and what is my own lack of motivation to move forward or fear? Um, I'm just in a space in between. Right now, lots of <clears throat> emotional uh, stuff with my family, but also in a space in between with uh, my work. Not, not necessarily a bad thing. Things are just shifting. So I'm just sort of hanging out, waiting to see where things are going to go and trying to prepare. Um, but I find myself getting um, sort of stuck or just not doing anything. It's interesting. I, what comes to me is a couple of things. Number one, I feel like your voice is being drowned out at the moment in your life in a way that you're not accustomed to. Um, you have a bit of an all-seeing eye. You're one of those people who sees a lot. You don't necessarily tell everybody what you're seeing, but you see a lot and you see very clearly. And the feeling that's coming up for me is there is some discomfort for you that you're not necessarily speaking your truth in some areas of your life right now where there are some minor conflicts and it's making you uncomfortable but the, the the good news I feel is it's okay you're not supposed to because the minute you're clear about what you want to say and there is a space for you to make the kind of statement that will change the energy of your relationship to what's going on with the family and or the workplace, you'll say it. And at that moment, you'll have reached your clarity. So you are in a bit of a strange, almost like a holding pattern time. But what hit me 
before all of that, when you first started speaking, was I wanted to ask you, what are you creating right now in your life just for fun? How are you expressing your creativity, not with a, an end goal, but just for fun, just for your own expression? Um, not a lot. I mean, just, you know, gardening, sometimes cooking, um, mm-hmm. trying to create well, that, a business, you know? Right, right. Well, that's great, by the way. Gardening and cooking are great, but have you ever, just just as a, as a thought, have you ever um, created artistically, drawing, painting, um, have you created with writing? I gave, I gave that up. Yes, I was, I was um, painting, and um, yeah, I stopped. Well, I, I think not, not necessarily saying you have to do this for the rest of your life, but what came to me at the very beginning when you first came on was create and create for you yes. because twofold. This is a good, it's great you're focusing this because the reason lightworkers need to create is lightworkers need to see a certain amount of angelic energy in their life. And if they don't, Mm -hmm. they start to get depressed and things start to look dark because lightworkers align with angelic energy. They align with lighter energy. So this is why so many lightworkers create for well-being because if you paint something that has your angelic energy in it, you then see the reflection of it. And by the way, your painting could be angry as well. It doesn't just have to be of angels. <laughs> you know, your, your, your painting could be you moving your frustration onto the canvas, onto the page. But the reason, two, two reasons for the, for the painting and the creation for you that came up so strongly. There is a stifling of expression for you at the moment, which is just part of this holding pattern. Therefore, yeah. while you're waiting to know how to express yourself in some of these areas in your wider world, it will be so helpful to you to be opening up the channel of expression with and for yourself through painting. But number two, the reflection of the paintings that you will create is going to be very healing for you. It's going to be medicine. Gardening and cooking are wonderful. Uh, they're very, you know, of the earth and of the body. But I feel like you going to a creative area like painting or drawing for yourself, and you'll paint very differently now too than than you did when you used to, that will allow a flow of energy to come back through your body. So it will start the directional energy of your flow to come back into your life. And that's how it works. You know, I always say if if, you, if one area of your life is stuck, leave it for a while and go and try something new. And especially if you're creating a business, which takes a lot of creative energy and psychologically and emotionally, that's a big deal. You know, any, any of us who've created a business on this call can attest to how tricky that can be, especially when you're trying to get it going. So it's really important for you to have a place that's an outlet that's not about an end goal or needing to achieve mm-hmm. something for the outside world. It's just for you. So, now I understand more okay. why I was hearing creativity for you when you first came onto the call. But this holding pattern you're in will pass. Um, it's just that there are aspects that work out outside of you that aren't ready to change yet. And when they are, yep. you'll know where you stand within it. But at the moment, there's a lot of stuck energy and conflict energy going on within the family. And not so much conflict with the work stuff, but just a kind of changing of the guard that hasn't yet got clear. So you're exactly. a little bit on hold in both of those areas. So create for yourself, and you'll be surprised. You'll probably do some amazing, amazing artwork. <laughs> oh, thank you. My creativity oh. is important, and um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been getting it out. So thank you so much for that, Leah. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thank you for focusing it for all of us because it's such a it's such an important balance for light workers, whether it's through writing or through art or but creating is very important for light workers for balance and well being. Thank you for your call. Wonderful, wonderful message and what a gift um, for us to all get this message. And guys, before uh, we ask Lee and the Z's to come in uh, with the channeled information meditation, I want to remind everyone that the replay will be up all week long. Um, come back and get into the vibration, this beautiful energy that is swimming in today. Uh, we'll send the link out for the replay a little bit later this evening and you can always access replays uh, by going to the website, beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash replay. Super easy to get to. And, of course, Lee's program, um, $97, two-payment option, the expressions of freedom, um, and the abundance of information and energy that is being shared there. Um, I, I, I can't recommend enough. Um, dive into that and, and continue expanding this beautiful resonance that we're sharing on this call and so much more. Um, and again, to get to that link, to get to that special offer, you can click on the special offer button on the webcast page or go to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Lee and number 12. Um, and Lee, with that, if you're open to it and still have the energy for it, we would love uh, to re receive the, the channeled information that's coming in. Absolutely. Um, what I'll do, John, is it will probably take about 30, 45 seconds for me to start speaking. So perhaps you could just guide us in with a, a few seconds or 30 seconds or so of, of breathing and centering. Yeah, breathing and centering will be perfect. So everyone that's on the call, if you guys, if you just be present with yourself and take a, a deep breath in and just an exhale out and just peacefully allowing yourself to receive this beautiful gift that Lee is giving us on today's call of the energy that he's amplifying for us, that peacefulness, that calm. Um, and that comes from that knowing, that knowing that you're loved and knowing that you're not doing this alone, that you're supported. And there's we're reflections of that for you. Um, so if you can relax into that with us and give yourself permission to do so, um, I hope that you'll receive this gift that Lee is giving to us um, as an expression of the love that's available to you always. Good. Welcome, light workers. A pleasure to be with all of you at this important change time upon Earth. And for so many of you, this change time is a culmination energy that you have been waiting for for not just this lifetime, but many lifetimes. You see, as human beings, you go through incarnation cycles, and some of you decided you wanted to give it one last shot on Earth and see what it was like. So while there are some of you who like to scream from the rooftops, I'm not coming back to this place, uh, we would like to offer you this. Uh, perhaps you won't, uh, but perhaps the energy of that scream will change. Uh, right now, the energy of that scream for some of you is horror and the idea that you cannot take it anymore. We would like to attest that some of you will not be coming back to this place, but by the end of your lifetime, it is absolutely possible and in fact inevitable for you to not feel the way you do today about that statement, to instead, with peace, uh, with exhalation and with appreciation, be able to say, I am not coming back to this place, but it sure was a good ride. Uh, we say this to you because you are at a culmination time on the earth, but 
will last another decade or so. Uh, but the end of a life cycle of what we would call war and slavery on Earth. Now, for some of you, these words seem strong and they are not necessarily your daily experience. For others among you, you are very aware of the energies of war and slavery as they show up in you and your psyche, your emotions in response to the collective and also how the collective are running them. Uh, the reason we are excited about this time on Earth is uh, there is a shackle hold that is being released energetically on the planet. It is not an easy dismantle. This shackle hold has been going on since 1930 approximately in Earth linear time and it is scheduled to go all the way through to 2070, this dismantling. So you can see that it is quite some decades yet that you are going to go through this experience. We say that not to exhaust those of you who have just, shall we say, collapsed on the floor at the idea that within your lifetime it may not get to where it is you want to be. And the reason we say this is to expose to you the problem is not the timeline we just gave you. It is your expectation and your focus. You see, your focus could be on the outside world for your peace, your experience of joy and love. Yes, you could be saying, ah, when all of the governments calm down and stop going to war with each other, and when the money system collapses and everyone is living freely, and when the environment is being restored, then I will be happy. But you see, that is a conditional basis uh, that you are also not 100% sure would A, happen, or B, be the right beneficial way for the planet to go. There are many different outcomes in a destiny line for a human being, and so it is true for the Earth. But what we will tell you is this planetary overhaul, as you would, is quite the process. And many of you came here to witness and be part of the birthing of consciousness in an all-new way. At the very beginning of this call, John poses to Lee, why does he think uh, that there are so many more voices? And Lee gives an aspect of the answer that we would also give, uh, but we will go a little beyond that. You are all waking up because consciousness and love energy are spreading on the planet, causing an almighty shift in those areas uh, that are not conscious or loving. Uh, that is why there can be a rise in aggression or anger for some people. But what we would ask you to understand is this. The stories you are fed by your media or sometimes spread through the collective by hearsay because people like to believe that what they are seeing as the worldwide broadcast is the truth of the planet is not, in fact, the truth of your population. Of your population of human beings on this planet, the vast, vast, vast majority are, in fact, wanting to open more than that small minority that can create such fluctuations in energy through their intent. Meaning, there is a theme at work on your planet that likes to scare people, which is to tell you that everything is going wrong and that the world is going to hell, or that this is happening and it is awful. Now, that is not a new thing. Many of you think that is because perhaps there is now the internet and you can access more media than ever before, and so people know what's going on in the world. That is not strictly true. This is a collective mindset that has been handed down through the generations. The idea of thinking or fearing the worst, it keeps you in a contracted state. So you have to be mindful of when you go into that contracted state. Many of you at this time might find news stories a little too stimulating. You might then judge yourself for not watching those news stories because you feel you are being dispassionate to what is going on in the world. But actually, your world is what's happening outside your door. 
your world is not disconnected from your global brothers and sisters. No, we are not asking you to switch off to the plight of the world. But we are reminding you that psychics, lightworkers, intuitives, and everyday human beings who would not identify with any of those terms are very often trained to look far beyond their own reality and see their reflection. Less of you are trained to be up close, intimate, and personal with what's going on outside your door that very day. So, for an example, it is easy to not get into a deep conversation with the shopkeeper that you are standing in front of because you are so overstimulated by everything that you saw on Facebook that morning that you just need a break. What if you were to reverse it? What if you were to stop engaging with the wider world psychically, orically, uh, through your communications that are not in person, and instead started to be with everybody who is in front of you as much as possible. Now, please understand, we are not dismissing the Internet. We see the Internet as an extraordinary force of connection and that it has so many good uh, aspects. For example, we are all connecting through it today. But we are just reminding you that sometimes uh, you get so sucked into what you think is going on in the wider world based on what you are told is going on in the wider world that you forget to see what is right in front of you. And for light workers, this is a place of calm. You being able to be with the tree in your garden, to be with the favorite spot of yours in the house, to be with the piece of music that settles you down, that calms you, that is very important medicine for you. That is not avoidance. That is not disassociation. That is you recognizing that a balanced you will be the best you for the world, for the world situation, and for your life each day, and that it is a discovery. It is very easy for all of you to look at the outside world and see what needs fixing. But don't forget, you cannot fix it. Just like uh, when you are 80 years old, you will still have opinions that you had at the age of 20 years old. But you will not necessarily be fixing those things either. You will just be noticing them and having an opinion about them. So in truth, as energy forms, you are changing, merging, and growing every single day. And many of you have forgotten to put yourselves in the driver's seat of that transformation. And so some of you go to the extreme and you think you need to move location, change job, change relationship. And in many cases, yes, this can be true. But what we propose to you today is something far more powerful. The rising of consciousness, the rising of love, and the rise of the light workers is creating a ripple effect across the planet, meaning your experience of presence now can be so subtle, can be so readily available, that you are simply not used to it. It is not supposed to be a comfortable shift. We are not saying it should always be uncomfortable. But we are reminding you that in order to embrace the new, you have to be willing to feel in a new way. You have to be willing to see in a new way. So, as we give you this piece of information in what is an energy, energetically encoded message, we ask you to sit with this idea of the rise of the light workers and to recognize that rise is yours. You are a collective group and the rise will elevate you to greater experiences of connection, flow, love, oneness, knowing, and experiencing. That is your abundance. Where money is concerned on this planet, money is often a freedom to certain experiences. And where money is scarce or difficult, 
and that puts you into survival fear. So this is where money and abundance around money is important uh, to some degree. But we have also uh, seen many try to manifest abundance to get those very states uh, that we spoke of, to manifest money to get those states we spoke of, and then to be left foundering, not knowing how to achieve those states when their bank account got very full, and they still feel empty and wonder why. So the abundance of the rise of the light workers is you coming back into your full presence of being, experiencing that on the planet, and giving that to the planet in a new way. But for all of you, it will require some changes. And so you cannot mm, experience the new while trying to keep all of the old plates spinning. So let some fall. Let some crash. Look at yourself feeling responsible for changing your mind and changing someone else's experience because you decided to withdraw from an agreement. You will not do that in a, mm, mm, shall we say, mm, unkind way. You will do that when you feel you need to. This is when the plates that were spinning get to change. So it is time, like workers, to stop taking responsibility for everyone else by monitoring what is going on outside you and trying to help it. To recognize that a light worker is perfectly primed and perfectly poised to arrive at their perfect responsibility for planet Earth and their role on planet Earth by also including themselves. And that if you do not include yourselves, you will be in service for the sake of service rather than service from inside the self where that mighty fire and that mighty power resides. So, we will leave you with that thought to ponder. Know you are loved. Know that you are extraordinary. Know that all on the planet are extraordinary at an extraordinary time. Now, go play. In peace and in love to all. Wow. Oh, beautiful. Guys, we're going to run the replay again. It'll be up shortly. We'll send an email link out with the replay. Um, you can access the replay later by going to beyondyourinnerryshow.com forward slash replay. Um, again, lead special offer. Take advantage of it. Click on the special offer button. It's $97. There's a two-payment option for that. Again, 30-day money-back guarantee. So accessible. Such beautiful, beautiful messages and so empowering. Um, and, Lee, with that, I want to ask you a final question before before we go. And, and really, this is a question to everyone on the call, but I'd love to hear your response. Why is it that you continue to do what you do, Lee? <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, before I answer that, I will tell you that there was a period of time about 18 months ago when I was seriously considering stopping. Um, and I was considering stopping for about nine months. Um, I continue to do what I do because it's what I'm supposed to do and when I went through that period of questioning and doubting what turned it around for me to get through that doubt period and to see what the truth was I committed to do more live events than ever before and I did 48 live events in the year of 2016 in about six different countries and um, it was it was it was amazing because I would meet people um, at these events and they would thank me for what I did and they would tell me how it had helped them through a rough patch or they would tell me uh, how it had got them through depression or they would, 
and that was it. That was that made me dig deeper into myself. I needed to hear that, not not to be thanked for it, but I needed to understand that what I was doing was helping others do what they do. And actually, that was all I needed um, because I've kind of come back stronger and more determined than ever um, after 2016. And, it, and I mean, it was a real, it was a real thing. I was really seriously considering um, stopping and, 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 and asking myself, did I need to do something completely different for me and for my evolution? And, and because I held that question there for such a long time, what I feel is now happening is the next level of evolution for me and in me is actually happening inside my work. Mm. That's beautiful. And as you're talking about that, I can feel your heart melting in this beautiful flow. <laughs> so it, wonderful. It, you know, it really, it really did. I mean, I can't, I can't, it, it's a funny thing, you know, when, when, when people thank you for doing what you do and anyone who said thank you to me today, the question is, you know, straight back at you because, I wouldn't do this if it if it wasn't serving people. And when I started doing this, and I say this, and this is an important thing for any of you who are considering doing this work as work, I know that many of you listening won't necessarily be going into this field as work, but you'll be bringing your energy to, to illuminate the world in other ways. But any of you who are thinking of being a healer, who already are a healer, and you're wondering about you know taking it to the next level or serving more people, I'll, I'll tell you straight up, you know, I was successful from a very from the very first day I went out looking for readings. And I will also tell you, I had no ambition to do this career. I didn't even know it could be a career. I was slightly embarrassed about it because I was I didn't want to tell some of my friends or my family that I was doing sessions and readings on the side. And I was constantly thinking I didn't have anything for anybody. I was like, oh my God, I can't do readings. You know, my friends who know I do this told me I should do it and then this one friend said let me send you out to all of my newsletter I've got 300 people on my newsletter and they should know about you and you could do readings for them but I honestly didn't think anyone would come which is partly why I agreed to it and you know 60 days and 60 readings later <laughs> um, but it, I, I swear it took me it took me about 18 months to two years to really understand that what I was doing was having an effect because my own programming was so hardwired around low self-value and low self-value of what I was capable of doing in this field. I was willing to value others. I was willing to, you know, pay 300 pounds to go to a weekend workshop for a personal development thing. I had no question, but in myself. So I, I say this to any of you listening because I can't tell you how this has lit up my life, sometimes really challenged me, definitely... Sometimes there's blood, sweat, and tears with doing this for work, uh, particularly in the earlier years in certain ways. But I can't tell you how much it changed me to do this. And I can't tell you how unlikely a candidate I was in my own mind. My friends saw it in me, but in my own mind, I was not... You know, I meet people now who say, I'm going to be a healer, and I'm going to have books, and I'm going to have audio programs, and I'm just getting started. And I marvel at those people because that was not me. <laughs> I was almost dragged into it. And, and luckily was successful early and, and had people constantly wanting me to do it, but I never really had time to walk away from it and really see that it had become a career. So in a way, I feel like what I went through last year was was kind of me committing to the next level of my work 
um, having just, you know, kind of fallen into it 12 years earlier and, and watched it just take off around me. Ah, so beautifully. And, and for me, you're reminding me again of the golden means. It's that, it's that energy that ignites everything. So, it, you know, it was good for you because you were expanding and you were broadening and you were stepping into unknown territory, which was part of your expansion and into your gifts. But it was serving your clients as well. And in serving Definitely. you and serving your clients as well, it creates ripple effects out into the world. And when you have those three things where you're being of service, where service is being gifted back to you and where that combined energy is igniting something else, that creates that alchemy that you know that you've got a formula that wants to build into something more than you can perceive. And so it's so beautiful in your story and how you're gifting to others, but how that gift is gifting back to you. Um, that's really so inspirational and, and, again, a true reflection of what's possible for all of us as we hit that chord, strike that chord of that golden mean presence. So uh, amazing. And thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. It was beautiful to be with all of you. Yes, and for everyone listening, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Ordinary for this wonderful conversation. And I send you all my love. A huge hug and namaste. Have a great evening.